All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Amchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. You might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Back. First episode in a week. Yeah, we had too tight of a time window there to try to squeeze one in on Saturday. Yeah. Like, we had to be at Devil's Advocate at 11 a.m. I know. We we, <laughs> we could have maybe, maybe banged out 30 minutes. We, yeah, we have to host the trip. We have to go for breakfast. 47 hours in the desert. It just wasn't enough time to make that much content. Normally we have an extra day. Uh, Welcome into Real Life. Today's episode brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that is making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance protects your memories and more. Wherever your travel takes you, visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Our nation vacation brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. This will be, well, the first time the three of us at least are talking about it on a pod. So our official recap, Wanya is here too. Hello. Well, I'd like to give you... Your change. Oh, is that why you were laughing yeah. before the show? Thank like you. you. Your change. That's very good. This whole <laughs> mini golf bet thing went on a lot. A long time. Long One of my so, favorite uh, things was watching Jay collect his money from Tyler. It took a while to get my money. So what happened was we played mini golf. Me, Jay, Chalmers, Rick were in a group. Chalmers is still in Arizona, right? Yeah, he's coming back ah. today. Um, and we decided everyone chip in 50 bucks. First place, will get 150. Second place keeps their money. Third and fourth got to pay up. Jay ran away with the thing. Just dominated. Chalmers came in last. Yeah, didn't that. you lead by like five, six strokes? Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was, it was kind of tight on the first 18, the second 18. I think mm. I can play better with my booze than you can. Yeah, that's probably a good point. So anyways, Chalmers had some epic blowups. He did. Um, like he had some fives and sixes on the scorecard on mini golf. That's yeah. ugly, ugly. Anyway, so I owed you 50 bucks. I didn't bring any U.S. cash with me because I just used my card or whatever. Um, How'd that go? (laughs) Well, not great. So (laughs) the next day we're at Devil's Advocate and you're like, you owe me 50 bucks. You're on the show and I see there's an ATM at this bar. No, you're like, well, if only there was an ATM here, I'd pay you in the in the bar. And then someone pointed out there is an ATM. So I go over to that ATM and I try my credit card, put it in, enter in whatever. Nope. Rejected. Spits it out. And I'm like, what the hell? So I try it again. Nope. Spits it out. Okay, I'm going to try my debit card. Okay. Put it in. 
They threw. We should never take money on your credit card. Oh, sorry. I did the reverse. Sorry. Okay. I did. I did my debit card first. <laughs> it wasn't working. Spit it out. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to pay the cash advance fee just to get out of this. And I'm going to use my credit card. Nope. Spits it out. Try it again. Spit it out. So I have tried on this ATM four times. I'm like, you know what? Amber and I have a shared card. She won't mind. Put in that card. Nope. Spits it out. So this ATM is clearly whatever. There are Oilers fans all over watching me try three cards five times at an ATM. (laughs) Like I just looked like an absolute moron. Times are tough. It was not good. And we went somewhere else that day too. And my card, my visa card kept getting declined. International shit, man. I'm a victim of this all the time. Go somewhere and I have like no money to my name apparently. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. So I still couldn't get Jay's money, whatever. Next day comes, go to the airport. I walked around that entire airport. I was going to terminal A, terminal C. I found two ATMs, tried my visa card and my debit card. Neither of them work. I then later find out that they paused my visa card because they were like, hmm. Too many attempts. Who keeps trying these ATMs in Phoenix, Arizona? Did you call them and let them know you were leaving? No. I know. So I tried all of us, couldn't get it. Finally, yesterday on uh, my way into work on Wednesday, I just went to the actual bank and I got my visa card unpaused and I took up, they couldn't give me 50 bucks. So then I had to give Jay $60 in American cash. And then finally I got, and he said it was interest. I said, no, no, I only won 50 from you. I will get you change. So now I have 10 American dollars that I'm sure I'll use soon. But it was also fun while you were waiting for him to pay you. And like any bill you got, you would just kind of push over to yeah. Tyler. Yeah. And, and then you wouldn't pay it. Yeah. No. Cause I said, I'm going to pay you the right way. I'm not going to half-ass this. <laughs> I'm going to come through on my word. I had to work a little bit from Chalmers to get my money too. Uh, thankfully his wife was there. Keeps him honest. And mm. she helped uh, navigate that situation for me. Yeah. So that was one of the uh, fun little stories during our 47 hours in the desert. Now there's one specific time of your trip because I'm watching all the content. Glorious. Can you please tell me about the self-driving car? Ah, yes. That thing was great. The Waymo. That was a hoot. So we get to Arizona. We're waiting. Our hotel didn't have our rooms ready, which actually ended up being a blessing. Yeah, it was great. Because we ended up going for lunch, having a cocktail, just kind of meeting a bunch of people. And as we're walking back from a mall that was near our hotel to the hotel itself, we see a car with all the spinning cameras and everything everywhere. Realize there's no driver in the car. So it had like kind of the same thing that the Google cars have on top. But like times I, thought 10. Was, I thought it was like a Google maps car. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I thought it was too. Yeah. But it had like that times 10, there was cameras everywhere. Yeah. Just spinning things, spinning buzzing things everywhere. all over the place. That's the radar. We then found out that you could rent those like an Uber because one of the trip goers, mainlander, Tim, mainlander Tim had done it. And he goes, you guys got to get in. It's the weirdest thing. So ever. there's a new app. You download the Waymo. Waymo. Yeah. Is that a Google company? It is. Yeah. It's a Google I, I company. It is, okay. Yeah. Yep. So, Guy in the car driving? No. 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 The first Machine one, on the seat? No. No. The first empty one I saw, seat. empty car totally, just empty car cruising down the road. Oh my fuck, what'd that feel like? Because there was no passenger in it, so I drove I drove past, I was like, what was that? And then I started filming people who were in them, thinking they were just like Google scientists or whatever. Yeah. Some guy flipped me the bird. I'm like, well, that's not a friendly scientist. Get back to the hotel, find out they're Uber or something. Oh, I understand why that guy probably didn't want me filming him in that car <laughs> so, now. So you get in one. <laughs> yeah. What's the experience like? Do you feel it's crazy? Well, we'll talk about, well, because we were in two different ones. Two right? different ones. And we had an interesting experience for two reasons. We had luggage. So we had to put it in the trunk. Yeah. Which initially was just normal. But when we got dropped off, like automatically open, knowing that you had your uh, stuff in the trunk. But uh, we went, we crammed in uh, Tyler, Rick, myself and your cousin. Yeah. Jake, Jake. And so we're three in the back, three burly men in the back and Rick doesn't clip in. And we're driving all of a sudden the phone, like the car starts ringing. And it's like, hello, this is uh, Cynthia from, uh, from Waymo. Seatbelt? Uh, yeah. We, we noticed that, uh, Come on. One of your pastors isn't wearing a seatbelt. So like, all she does all day long is call Waymo drivers and tell them to buckle up. Yeah. yeah. The new, new economy is awesome. Cause That's you kind of look job. in there and you see cameras everywhere kind of pointing around oh, yeah. the car. Cause we, like there's initially there's zero, uh, drinking balls. Yeah. Cause there. initially we were like, well, a couple of roadies in yeah, the robot, the robot don't know shit. Yeah. You can't bang in the driverless cars. You can't sit in the driver's seat in the driverless car either. Yeah. Four people max. Don't no, even get me started on banging in the front seat of a driverless car. Can't do That's it. I'm Don't touch the wheel either. So if you got your Drake out, what would the car pull over and stop? Be like, hey, put your penis away. 
But, but this is how hey, I roll, Cynthia. Cynthia from Waymo. Cynthia, I'm like, on vacation. I'm like, yeah, Dad, you put your like, penis away. Uh, please hide your weapon. Wow. Sir. Um, you can get in with weapons, though. That's fine. So we were on Instagram Live. So we were kind of distracted during the whole thing. So I honestly kept kind of forgetting that there was no driver. Like, you feel incredibly safe. There's, it's Did the, you? It's the smoothest wonky driving around. Initially, you're like, this is weird. This is weird. Yeah. And I'm like. Well, this, this thing's keeping on the rails. It was going always the exact uh, speed limit. What was interesting is when it dropped us off. So it drops us off in the parking lot, Devil's Advocate, and then does a little U-turn. And then it has to make a left turn onto a busy road. And like negotiated it perfectly. There was cars in the right lane yeah. and it just seamlessly slid yeah. to the left lane and went. Yeah. So do you think that you've seen the future or yes. do you think it's always going to be niche? I can't wait till I have no driver. So do you think it's going to flip? Well, finally, the driver wasn't talking too much, right? It was just a nice, yeah. peaceful ride. Let us do our business. So an interesting thing, and a bunch of people were talking about, like, what's the future of this when yeah. like, they take over? Would there be any reason for a household to have more than one vehicle? Well, the idea is down the road that you would not own a vehicle. Yeah, you, you just would call this. have a share of a Benz. And it's shared amongst because cars are only on the road like 10% of the time or something yeah, like yeah. it's some shockingly small number. So in the future, everything's getting more expensive, inflation, yada, yada, yada. You subscribe to the car. You don't own the car. That's fair. Is the idea. Yeah. Like in a year you buy 50 hours in the car and you use yeah. it or whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah. as long as you're like not driving on peak times all the time, you can probably. But we were also talking about like picking up a grocery order. Send a driverless car and then they'll, and the driverless car will be a delivering pizzas. So I was in the car with Chalmers. Our exit from the parking lot was a little janky. The car would kind of like went to make a turn and it was kind of wide. So it three point turned itself back into where it needed to be. Chalmers was in the front seat. Not happy about this. Of course not. Thought the car couldn't navigate the turns. And then all of a sudden we're at there. It's got the signal light on and away we go. And it burns out of the parking lot onto the main street. And then it settled in. But for that first couple of minutes, it is wild. But then there was other things that happened. Like there was just a tow truck driver pulled over on the side of the road. And so we're like, how's the robot car going to figure it out? Just beautifully navigates around it back in its lane. No big deal. Slows down for pedestrians and crosswalks. Completely freaky. And it was a Jaguar. And it was a Jaguar. For whatever reason, Google only drives Jaguars. Look, you think Google's fucking around here? What do you, what do you think? What are you going to get? A K car with a goddamn Waymo in it? Let's go top of the line Jags. It was awesome. One of the reasons why the market cap of Tesla is so high is that their self-driving car uh, software is it such a lead on all the other softwares in the world for driving hours. And so just imagine a jillion hours on the, in all these Tesla cars and they're all learning from each other. So something really crazy happens to one Tesla and it gets in an accident. There's like an accident log and the whole herd learns, Hmm. right? Like the Borg. Yeah. So you have to think like, do you think they'll be able to drive them in inclement weather? That was my thing too. Like icy roads. Well, but But can they they just compute icy roads and being like in Edmonton today, the average stop is 67 feet. And I'm a smart black ice is so unpredictable. Now, is it, it's the learning of what of doing the right thing. Should you hit that? Yeah. Or knowing if you're going into a bridge on a high or well, yeah, should you slow down? I don't know. There's, there's probably a lot of uh, learning still to be had maybe in those. And I'm sure there's testing galore in certain pockets of the world in, in those kind of conditions. This is one of the arguments of why Tesla is worth more than all the other major car companies combined, despite the fact that they don't sell as many as like Toyota Corollas sell more globally than all Tesla's. But Tesla's worth like 20 times what Toyota's worth. It's this software that they're saying the self-driving software, they're going to license to all vehicles because they have the amount of hours to be able to get them. Well, and Tesla self, because like every Tesla can be self-driving right now. I don't understand because like I've read stuff that doesn't have the spinny things. Exactly. And I've read that like there's been problems with the self-driving stuff. And even if you get the self-driving Tesla, you're still supposed to drive. Like you're supposed to be in the driver's seat. Well, when I had the Alfa Romeo, when I had the Alfa Romeo, your guy didn't have, it had self-driving on it. And if you took your hands off the wheel, it would turn off the system be like flashing at you, flashing. That's not self-driving. No, what you had was self-driving. Yeah. yeah this one was so maybe like, air, like, cause, like, it must only be in certain places where it's allowed to happen. There's no, certain states are allowing these like trials to be. Yeah. Around. Yeah. So obviously Arizona, but to go ripping up 40 miles an hour on like the freeway, like the through town in a car with no driver is bananas. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Remember when we went to that solar city or whatever in yeah. the middle East, right? Yeah. So they had like this demonstration city of the future, but it was kind of more like, 
Futurama world at bloody Six Flags. Like it didn't claim to be that the whole world was going to live like this. Yeah. But they had self-driving cars. Yeah. But you kind of knew it was like, like their elevator to get you from building to building, yeah. as they called it. Yeah. But you didn't really get the sense that like this thing could drive onto the road and take us yeah, home. No. But the one you're in, it was think, an actual, yeah. how long are we in Dubai? Is it 2016? 2015. So nine years, you went from that one being the absolute pinnacle to driving on a trip in a busier city in a legit self-driving car. Just in an app you can download and book it away you go. So is it 10 more Very years easy. till we're driving self-driving cars at scale? Till every Uber is a self-driving car? Well, Uber bullshits in their disclosures and in their pitch that they want to turn into a fleet of self-driving cars one day, but I don't really see that being truthful. Like, I don't think Uber really thinks it's going to buy 60,000 cars one day and flood the streets like they're all bird they scooters. The mo- they can raise the money, yeah, though. that's true. And then once you cut the driver out of the mix, it's a profitable yeah. business for them. What, if you could find a way to make the average car drive 30% of the time during the month instead of 10, yeah. there's a huge savings. You don't need garages anymore. I remember one time going to a thing that was talking about if self-driving cars scaled, how roads can shrink. Because the lanes are wide enough now, they make accommodations for people being terrible drivers. Yep. But if you actually had self-driving cars at scale, they could be like one inch off each other's bumpers on the highways. Like the Jetsons. Shit. Yeah. It's cool, man. It's cool to see technology for the first time. I'll never forget one time when I was in junior high, my dad came home with a first cell phone. And it was a box with a strap over his shoulder. And he brought it in and put it down. And I'm like, 12. Like, what's that? And he's like, that, my friend, is a phone you can bring with you anywhere you want. And I was like, but how does it plug into the wall? And he was like, it doesn't. I remember just being like, when I saw you guys in the self-driving car, I was similarly gobsmacked. I didn't think they were that ready. I didn't think they were that far along. Yeah. So how would you know to download the app? Mainland or Tim sourced it all. Yeah, boy, Mainland or Tim had done one the day before. Yeah. And we were just, we know, we were just sitting around having a cocktail, talking about these cars driving around, no drivers. And he just goes, you know, you could rent one of those and just cruise around if you want. No. So we like Jay and I were in the morning. We're like, well, we kind of have to do it. And it wasn't even expensive. Like it was similar to an Uber. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally comparable to an Uber. I remember the first time I got into an Uber being like, this is really how this works. Hey, some jackass is going to drive up here. I'm just going to get into his car. Am I? And not be murdered. Am I? Now I can like barely ever be in a cab again. A, because I always walk out on it. Yeah. That's my problem too. I always leave the cab and they'll like lock the door. I'm like, what's going on, man? You got paid playboy. Google has a self-driving car unit and they hired all these really smart people and they gave them these really good compensation packages and almost uniformly they earned their money, got their earnouts and left. And the self-driving car group at Google is like largely disbanded because a lot of their team left and they went to go work for well-funded startups that wanted to try to attack this space. Right. And I remember reading a bunch of stuff about this and they're just like, this is Google talking. They're like, "Ah, self-driving cars are just so far away. Like the computing power required. This is why you need 5G. The real value of 5G for society is like the internet of things and having the ability to have a self-driving car. It's just crazy that like Google eight years ago couldn't solve this. And you guys are riding around well, and bloody self-driving cars. It was the cars. easiest app to sign up for because you just sign up with your Gmail. Yeah. I know, yeah. It was like, boom, everything was there. Like I didn't have to put in my credit card. I didn't have to do anything. I could do with Apple pay because it was immediately plugged in my Apple pay. It was just, well, I was sitting there in the car and we're driving along and we're almost at the bar and you can see it and it's navigating perfectly. And it's talking to you as you get close to your uh, destination. It goes, just so you know, the destination is on the left. You should exit the car on the right side. Like it was all banana stuff. Yeah. When you get in, was it like, good morning, Mr. Bond uh, it's the, a, on the screen? Welcome, it's Christopher. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Please enjoy your ride. And then you sit in, once you sit in, you push the button and go. And then all I can think about is like the code base and all the people that got me in a car with no driver. It's an Wild enormous stuff. amount of work, Matt. Wild. It's stuff. an enormous amount of work. Shout out humanity. We're not all morons. Not Our only, best and brightest are pushing life along. There was a lot of future moments on this trip. Not only were we in an autonomous car, got beers to go at the airport. The future is now <laughs> to go like on a plane. You can do it. So at the airport bag milk and I were blown away when we were going to like Vancouver yeah. the summer when at like 7am lady walked up to the counter at Chili's and was like, can I get a Heineken to go? And they poured her a Heineken in a plastic cup and she just walked out. So BM did it. So I did it. Beer, a uh, road beer for the plane. Why not? The future is now when the, sh- when the future shows up, <laughs> you very rarely see it coming. <laughs> it's just like one day. You're on a trip and a fucking self-driving car picks you up. Yep. And you're drinking a beer just in the middle of the hallway at the airport. Yep. 
Standing at my gate, finishing off my beer. Delightful. Now, my second question about your trip <laughs> um, was the kiss heard round the world. Fantastic. <laughs> Amazing. Unbelievable. That guy's a beaut? A Christopher Palmer guy? The interesting thing about Chris Palmer, yes, he actually, but- yes, he is. But he left me a message on uh, Better Late Than Never yesterday. I was doing my trip recap episode and he just goes, you know, I'm an introverted guy and it just, you guys were all so welcoming and I'm, he's telling the story about being an introvert and all I could think about is like, you grabbed Kelton, Captain Felton by the face and gave him a big smooch yeah. in front of everybody. That like, is- good for you, sir. But yeah, he was great. He was on TV a lot because he spoke to Gene about kind of following the team around a little bit. Yeah, they did a feature on him, I guess, on the game. I, I haven't yeah. seen the feature yet. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, is that because he kissed Captain Felton? Did he no, kiss his way into a feature? Pretty kiss. A lot of, a lot of Christopher Palmer. Yeah. A lot yeah, of no, Christopher he, Palmer. Uh, he was having a good time. That, I don't know how many views that got. But that's up there for the most like hilarious Easy. moments in nation history. So it was oh, yeah. interesting to be there in real time because I was, despite the fact that I was three people away from the kiss, I didn't see it. It was right beside me. I didn't even see it. Yeah. You're yeah. And if I was watching it over. I'm like, I don't think Jay realizes the momentous thing going on. So, but to hear it circle the group around us, like Christopher Palmer's like, Oh my God, my phone's blowing up. Then Captain Felton's like, I think that was on TV. Captain Felton's so happy. I'm sure like yeah. this is the moment. Oh, he was, he was dressed as the captain. He's on Sportsnet. Uh, it's happening. He had just got literally moments before that. He had just got Louis DeBrusque to sign his rookie card that he brought with him. That he wears as a necklace. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, like Jake Paul. Yeah. Oh, he has a Pokemon, right? He wears yeah, that yeah, thing. Wow. Yeah. So he, we were just cruising around the concourse. And the wild thing about Mullet Arena is the media is just right there. So like when you're walking just to get your beer, from me to Jay away from you is Jack Michaels calling the game. Yeah. So like, you know, in the Oilers lower bowls, there's like the lower bowl. Then there's like those drink rail seats. That's yeah. the credentialed media area at Mullet Arena. Well, yes. Yeah. So yes, you're right. Yeah. They were the drink rail. With a lot less <laughs> seats in the lower well, a lot less seats. Yeah. yeah. A third of the seats in the lower bowl. And then just a drink rail where like people are sitting on their laptops working. So we're walking by and Captain Felton, before we got to the arena, goes, oh, I really hope I see Louie. I'd love for him to sign this rookie card. We're just walking by. He's just right there. Turns around. Nice guy. Took a picture, signed his card. So when you're now, you're in the Mullet Arena, you've experienced it. It's not like it's a here for a good time, not a long time. Like, thank oh, God you were there it's, 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 to see it, a 4,500 person NHL it's game. It's not sustainable, but yeah. that is probably one of the best NHL experiences I've ever had. It was yeah. like, you'll, it, it's it, like you're at craft hockeyville or some shit. Yeah. Like you'll never, like it, you'll never be able to duplicate it. Right. Yeah. Like it was like with how like small the lower bowl was, like how steep it was. It felt like you're, you're standing over top of the ice. Oh, so it's a steeper bowl. Like a little bit steep. It's yeah, a little yeah. bit steep and it's not, it's, I don't know how many rows. What was it designed for? Like university 20? lacrosse practice? No, it ASU hockey. Oh, Yes. Yeah. And so then for to ASU have hockey, it's, it's what seventy percent Oilers fans in there, sixty five percent. How did it sound on TV, dude? <laughs> if you're Arizona and that's how big your arena is, and everybody's the opposing fans, it's time to move to Utah. Uh, <laughs> like that's fucking outlandish. It looked like an Oilers game. It was man. a home game in another country. The one goal I can't remember which goal it was, but like everybody stood up and uh, everyone's in an Oilers jersey. It did not look like you were in a Zach Lang clipped a picture just like a still from the broadcast that was our section. And when you're in there, you didn't really get the scope of how many Oilers fans were just, just in this wall. one chunk, but it was just a wall of blue and orange. Yeah. And there would just be like one or two little Coyotes people sitting amongst us. There's an old guy like four rows in front of us wearing a Coyotes jersey. I think once the Oilers went up two, he took it off and he was wearing a McDavid jersey. Aha! It's great. We got him. It was fantastic. Great place to watch a barn. Ultimately embarrassing for the NHL. But you kind of knew, like, like, yeah, like you knew it was going to be. Yes, like but it was. Wall. It was it just smaller? Was it rinky dink? Like it seems like it's a nice well, arena. Like, just yeah, small. Like, like like the like the building, the structure itself on the outside just looks like this. Like it looks like a rec center. Yeah, it like, looks like you're walking into a theater. It doesn't blow. You, you walk in, and you're like, uh, it still feels like a rec center, and then all of a sudden you walk up and go to your seat like there's the Edmonton Oilers like this is what the hell they do the rinky here? ding stuff was like if you wanted to buy coyotes merch it was like going to a Riverhawks game where they just kind of had like little yeah. pop-up shops around a the concourse yeah. yeah a little table and a couple yeah, of hats. like jumbotron or whatever you want to call it was tiny like the size Mini of jumbo. these monitors I went to an Ottawa Senators game <laughs> after they were awarded their team but before the Corral Center opened oh wow so the Ottawa Civic Center I think it was called yeah 
And I think I had about 9,000 people in it. But I was really little. He didn't have like it a would have frame felt of reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no frame of reference and like Radic Bonk was playing and shit like that. But like it's such a colossal mismanagement of the team oh, that they're man. playing there, yeah. man. They just didn't pay their rent at their stadium. It's not like it was imploded or another team moved in. They're just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's it's wild. But like I'm I'm very thankful that it happened. Yeah, it's it so a cool great, moment. But in time. like, yeah, so no, great. like you see you're like, wow, like like you, you see, you're like they're moving. Yeah, they're there was moving. two. There was two pieces of it for me that was just like amazing. Check a hockey experience off yeah. the bucket list. Yeah. One, going to see an Oilers game in an arena that small. Yeah. That's that was just wild in itself. But leaning up to the game starting, we were all kind of wondering, like, I wonder how many Oilers fans are going to be in there. And then as more people started to come to Devil's Advocate or just walk by the bar towards the arena because you could just walk there, we went, hmm. Maybe it's 40%. All of a sudden it turned to 50%. And then you walk in, you go, holy fuck, it's all Oilers fans in here. There's no one else in here. It was it was wild. It was crazy. And the game was solid too. Second from period the, outside. From an entertainment perspective. Well, it was a roller you coaster. A little drama. You know, yeah. a little uh, I was a little salty after the second period. But a lot uh, of us were. It got quiet in there. Yeah, it did get quiet. And then the third period, you know, brought us uh <laughs> brought us the joy we deserved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. Oh, some people saw Cam McDavid there. Yeah, Cam David was there. People were sending us photos. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, well, it's so small. Everyone's like, Cam David just sitting over there. Like, oh, yeah, there he is. He looks like, over. Hey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, like there was there was no hiding in that arena. No. No, not, not at all. all. But um, the other thing, too, like 4,500 and the concourse was still so small. It was very small. It, so was, it was. You couldn't go anywhere during the intermission. Well, the hack was to go to the hot chicken place. Yeah. Because they sold no lineups. Get drinks. Get hot chicken. I got matzo bites. Mmm, delicious. That was legit. You guys also saw the uh, autonomous store in Seattle. Uh, oh, yeah, the they, they have the, they have one in LA too at crypto. That's, but just think about like going to hockey. Yeah, games the, future's the future's now. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have one of those in. Mullet, no, I was looking forward to that because I was going to tail Tyler in and get him to buy my beers like he did for Jay. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I do owe everyone one. I said. Um, but yeah, mullet was cool. Uh, what else was there? The resort we were at was awesome. What's up with the citizens? Who was down there laying it down? I saw Chalmers. Around that fire, I'm just gonna guess he sang country songs. Yes, yes, you know he did. You know he did. Garth Brooks. Uh, well, he loves little George Strait. He was singing uh, "Country Roads" as well. Yep. Yeah. Classic. How's goat? goat? Goat's oh, great. Yeah. Goat, goat was great. great. He made these nation citizen medallions for everyone. He made us all backpacks. Oh yeah, he made us nation citizen backpacks. He's also. I was talking to him the night before we left, and it's he's so great. He's basically got our tripped. To our trip to uh, to Salt Lake City mapped out long before a team arrives. I'm thinking like the team's going to move to Salt Lake City. This is no fun. <laughs> but then I'm like, maybe everybody lives there like goat. There was a so. lot. Well, at, at Devil's Advocate, there was like three different Utah contingencies there. They have to travel to have fun, I think. If you live in Utah, <laughs> uh, well, if, if, well, yes, you got to have no. a good road game because your home stadium ain't that thrilling. Yeah. Like, can they drink in the Delta Center? It's a weird dry town, Salt Lake City. There's weird pockets. rules. Yeah. Yeah. Pockets. Well, it was funny because one of the the uh, the Utah couples, I was trying to give them beers on the walk. I'm like, no, no. I'm like, ah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Yep. Don't, don't, please don't uh, judge me. I apologize. Yeah. Fresh oranges everywhere. What? Fresh <laughs> orange trees. Just orange trees. Orange trees arena. all over the place outside. You just arena. pluck one? I plucked BM several. Did. Yeah. He was juggling them, throwing them in rivers. Now just hold on. You can juggle. Giving them to people. You can juggle? I can, yeah. Pandemic skill. How many? Really? Yeah. How many oranges can you juggle? Just three. No more than three. That's impressive. (laughs) Uh, I'll never forget once. I went to New York in 2003, and I was standing by the side of the road, and you know who Daz Dillinger is? No. Snoop's cousin? He's a member of the Dog Pound? Anyways, he pulled up to the lights, and I'd never seen spinning rims before. Mm. And- I'm like, that's Daz Dillinger. And I looked down, I'm like, that's spinning rims. How can those rims do that? This is the experiences that you're having. Self-driving car, self-driving store, the tiny little arena. It's Daz Dillinger and the spinning rims all over again. You have to leave town to see things like that to blow your mind. You're never going to see that at the Oilers game. You get, you really get to understand, uh, you know, because we work in an office and create content and, you know, the audience is real and we see them at events, but like, you know, we threw up a flare saying we're going to be doing live shows at Devil's Advocate, and we had at least 
200 people. And they're like, we packed that. 200 people? Yeah, The man. bar was like, packed. When you, like, you, you, you just never under, like, the power of the community is insane. And uh, you really see it uh, in, in when, when we do things like that, which is super cool. I was talking to Rick earlier today, and they're having a party. And there are people who are going to be, they're calling in, saying we're going to be in line at three in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the party. That's wild. Living on the, and they're going coast to coast like this, this yeah. party. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Eh? And they don't even do a Q&A. They don't do anything. They're just there. They're just hanging out. They're yeah. just vibing. Just to look at them, yeah. Like, yeah. you guys had a show, at least. Yep. Well, what cool. was funny was the PA was kind of, was the only kind of issue you guys had, really. Yeah, that was it. It was There's just a little feedback. bit of feedback at times, but at, the, at one point, they were just kind of turned it down, but everybody was just super engaged in just party mode. It was a lot of fun as like an outsider, just kind of watching them do their thing. And I knew the show was on and then looking around at everybody that was just in pure celebration mode. It was so great. I feel like there's more Oilers fans going to away games. Suddenly. I don't feel like this was such a big thing. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I think th- just maybe because during the decade of darkness, there wasn't as much of a reason to, yeah. Or as much of a drive. Now to be they like, travel well, like especially to markets where you have direct flights. Yeah, it's like thousands of Oilers fans. That's crazy. Yeah, it was uh, it was really, really cool, especially when you start meeting people and like, you know, them by their YouTube name and you finally put like a face to the name and things like that. It was yeah. That's really always cool. my favorite is when people like discover who someone else is from yeah. the Internet or it's like original two- Puzar. Oh, man. He, remember that guy. Oh, yeah. He was there. He was chilling. He's a good guy. Um, I also like just the moments where like two people who are like commenters in the live show, like meet each other and are like, Oh, I'm this guy. Oh my God. I'm this guy. I see you in the comments all the time. You just start throwing bombs on each other. I hate the shit out of each other. Um, But yeah, that was a great trip. We had such a good crew um, down with us. I think in terms of like doing stuff as a big crew as well, like that, and I don't know if it was just like the hotel because of the big sitting areas and things it, like it, that. It definitely or, helps. It helps because it lent to us be able to host better. Yeah. The best moment on the trip for me to see the kind of group of citizens that we had with us was on after night one, Jay and I left our room to go down for breakfast. And as we're walking through that courtyard or whatever, you see a group of probably 10, 12 of the trip goers. They all had shots of fireball. They were all crushing beers and it was not yet 930 a.m. Yeah, that was the vibe, though. It was yeah, a it was great vibe. vibe. People just wanted to hang Pedal out. Pedal to the fun. floor, all gas, no brakes. 47 hours. We should have knew it was coming, though, when we made the bus pull over mm-hmm. to stock up for the weekend and 30 people flooded off into a tiny self-driving little- or human driven. Uh, I wish human it was self-driving. So the bus driver just like pulled over and threw his hazards on in like the right lane. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure his understanding was like one of us was going to go in and grab a case well, of beer. That and come was back. the original idea. But then he <laughs> decided to do it three minutes out from the hotel. Yeah. Yep. So then it's like, well, let's just get rations, everyone. And he was very nervous because he was like, if a cop comes, like, I'm just on the side of the road. Ah, what's gonna? But it all worked out. And you looked at him, you're like, you're going to be replaced soon. And then yeah. just went in the liquor store. Yeah. We didn't know it about the autonomous cars at that point. Well, there's a pullover button on it. I bet you would have clicked it. It would have pulled over perfectly. We were going to call support just to tell them they did a great job. The first thing that leaps off the mind is how many people are going to lose their jobs by these self-driving cars. But let me ask you this bag milk. Yes. What was the number one industry in the world in 1900? I'm going to imagine uh fiddle playing. Indeed. Feathers. Mm-hmm. No whaling. Oh yes. Right. So we can Poor invent whales petroleum. We need to mine whales for all of our lantern oil. Is all the whalers wild? will be laid off. How many whales died so you could have lantern fuel oil? That was a leap forward from sitting in the dark. I know. Right? Jesus. So my point is, like, I think one in six people are currently employed driving some sort of piece of machinery. So, like, short-term self-driving vehicles at scale is going to cause a lot of problems. But go ask all the whalers in 2024 how they earn a living. They found a way. They readapted. (laughs) Right? They found a new... The Hartford Whalers lost their team. Goddamn. Yeah, it's always, I mean, whatever. Pros and cons is similar to media too, right? When it's like, oh, traditional media, like radio's dying. I remember when I was like going to radio, so it was like, oh, radio will just be obsolete in five years. Why would you do this? Like TV's going to be obsolete in five years. But then like for every traditional radio job that's lost, there's like a successful podcast somewhere that needs to employ eight people to like keep itself running, right? I can remember um, 
watching a thing with Warren Buffett and this lady stood up in the audience in a Q&A and she's like, I'm just so worried about losing my job and technology replacing everybody and blah, 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 blah. What would you have to say to that? And he's like, ma'am, the market rewards expertise. So you just got to get good at something. Yeah. Right. And even if like radio, for example, the people who were in radio who were like, I'm not participating on social media. Yeah. I don't need to. I'm on K97. I can speak to my audience through that. I'm not going to take it upon myself to start Twitter. You kind of got left behind. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Whereas people, there are people in town who had really good social media, like a guy like Jespo doesn't work at Chet anymore. He's been able to adapt. Spoke to the prime minister. And then the prime minister was tweeting him as a way. It was wild on Twitter. It was. I'd like to make this about me briefly, if I could. Mm -hmm. I was texting with Ryan Jesperson yesterday, I would just like to say, and I was getting annoyed because he was taking a long time to answer me. And I was asking him some questions. Then I went on social media and saw he was talking to the literal prime minister. And I was like, this is why I don't reach out to people. (laughs) This is exactly why I was mad at a man who was interviewing the prime minister. Unbelievable. I think Jespo's done a great job. Yeah, I mean, that show just blew up, right? And it came because he got fired. And he's done it at a national scale. Like, he's people listening to him from all around. Yeah. He's got his own studio and shit like that. I don't know. The people who go first, like, that was born of necessity that he had to do that. Yeah. I respect people that can see it through. It's easier to give up. Yep. All right. We need to quickly step aside for a quick ad break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today Got to give some love to our friends at DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25, that's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter the promo code NATION25, groceries, pharmacies, delivery food, it can all come right to your door with DoorDash. That might be the future. It might be. You can also, if you're of age, get some brewskis brought to your door. The possibilities are endless with our friends at DoorDash. You can even take advantage of the double dash feature, which allows your driver to stop at a second restaurant or location and pick up some more stuff for no deliveries. Find out more about it. Dash that for the win. And if you make a living driving something and you're worried about your job, you could be the person to call people and tell them to buckle up. Cynthia, shout out to her. She probably ran a pool of 200,000 cars, but, uh, you know, she's living. <laughs> imagine doing that all day long. Oh, uh, excuse me. It would be great pleasant. if she would have called him by his name, too. Uh, excuse me, Rick. You are not wearing your seatbelt. She was very pleasant. Um, that's for sure. Uh, should we talk about the Oilers game last night? I am very upset. Sorry, upset. Disappointed. Uh with a Vander Kane. Oh, am I ever? And it's not even You don't love a double I'm pad stack? It's not even the overtime I'm mad about. Hey, they, well, why did the coach put him out? Especially uh, like when he did the things he did, <laughs> you know, to give up the go-ahead goal in the third. And the, he was awful all night. Yeah. Great hits. He had One some or hits two. and stuff, but like, oh man. <laughs> that passed through cool. the middle. But okay, so like that, that was, was a, so to no one. It was a dumb idea, but also I think he looked and saw Corey Perry. Corey Perry had like one hand on his stick with a stick up in the air and just didn't take a hard stride either. So it's like, 
Why is that guy passing the puck there? Why is the other guy not skating even relatively hard? And then when it came down to make a defensive play, Perry just kind of stood there and was like, huh? So both of them are at fault on that goal for me. But then Evander Kane, one, he didn't help himself throughout that game. He made a dumb icing. He made a handful of other decisions where it's like he was throwing the puck to nobody. Like yeah. he had a brutal game before overtime. Yeah, I think bringing him into OT was a poor coaching decision. There's that. But like, what's the deal with the second period? Oh, I know again. Why? Again. <laughs> Outscored six to five in their last it seven, was six games. Like the, even the first period, those first two periods, we were outclassed. They were pushing the pace. That game was moving. Yeah. And we were fumble fucking. Fifth straight game under 900 for Stu, too. Yeah, it's a little concerning considering how good he was for like two and a half months. He didn't even have a stretch like this in October, November. I know. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Some kid DM the nation. And said, I'm at the hooky game right now for the Oil Kings. And I swear to you, Jack Campbell's here. I don't think that's true. But then I DM the kid <laughs> and said, send me a picture, you liar. And I said liar. And he didn't reply. Having said that, what if Jack Campbell was in town? What is he doing? Jack Campbell's unfollowed the Oilers on social media. Did he really? That's, that's, the, that's not a I, good sign. That's what I saw. I haven't you know actually what? checked I it. I love when people find that stuff out. That counteracts a 12-year-old texting me he saw Jack Campbell at the hooky game. Why would he know? Yeah, 12-year-olds. You know who else popped up was uh, Tommy Salo. Yeah, I saw that picture too. So a uh, Swede? See, Swede? Yeah, he's a Swede. Yeah, Swede. Swedish dude not named Tommy Salo took a picture with Tommy Salo. He's still following the Oilers. So that was uh, fake. Well, then see you. Hey, I know. Some misinformation spreads. I don't know. But yeah, Tommy Salo's boy took a photo with Tommy Salo, still wearing an Oilers hat in 2024. And I followed him, and then he liked our photo. <laughs> he was a good Oiler. I liked Tommy Salo back then. Oh, yeah. Damned Olympics. Took that shot off the noggin, and he yeah. was never, ever the same until that point. Just to go back to Evander Kane quickly, that decision to not skate even remotely hard after that puck in overtime is one of the oh. most mind numbing things I've ever seen in a hockey game. Cause you were there last night too. Yeah. Was that in your attacking zone? No, it was right? on the other end. So that's why like when it first happened, I was like, what the hell did I just watch? Why did he think he could go for a change there? Yeah. And then that's why I tweeted after I was like, did I miss something? Like did the broadcast show like an angle of, but no, he just straight up was like, eh, and I, people were trying to defend him down Owen every day. And they're like, you're being a Kane hater. Why are you doing this? Blah, blah. I don't really like Kane, but that was, ah, man, but also like, here, this was my counterpoint. If that pass would have been on his tape, think he would have gone for a change. think yeah. he would have just, you know, maybe regrouped, thrown it back. No, he would have had 10 hard strides in him to go in on the breakaway. And I just, I don't know. I'm frustrated with Is him. He's falling off. What the hell is going on? I think so. But at the same point, he's also got 20 goals. So he's got it's 20 like, goals too, which is like mind blowing. Cause it doesn't feel like he's having trickery. a very streaky streaky but that's okay if you can streak your way to 20 goals by but bloody the downsides are just like the lows in the streakiness are so low that it's like painful is this his contract here no he's two more years that's why people are saying maybe this summer you try to do something there but the car drove itself <laughs> <laughs> two more years jeez Louise. I, I was really pissed off after that one last night and then I woke up this morning. And I was like, "Yeah, down four one to the Bruins. Find a way to get a point." Oh yeah, like there's oh, a, like there's it. a lot of a lot to be positive of it. It's like, oh my god, like they they were doing enough to win that game, and but then just the power like play some dumb. OT. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't that good. Swayman made a great Swayman save on dry finally showed up. Save. Swayman had a rough game, yeah. but showed up in OT. Uh, Evan Bouchard missed high and wide three consecutive times on that power play. Oh, well. went out. Yeah, yeah uh, but that yeah. was annoying. If I may, thoughts on uh, Evan Bouchard, Jay? I know you're his number one detractor. But I have you must never acknowledge. I have never criticized his offensive ability. No, but that's criticized his, as a man. So my own, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll unpack this and call it Bouchard hate, whatever. But like, every, like he's he's not. He's not a number one defenseman, and I know the comments like, "Oh, there's only ten number ones in." In the NHL, it's because his defensive game isn't that good. So he can't play the minutes required to get like big money, but he's going to get big money and that's going to disrupt the whole kind of cap situation. Yeah, but Jay, the cap's going up. Well, you got to pay McDavid. You got to pay Drysaddle. Oh, so you're suggesting we keep Connor McDavid instead of Evan Bouchard? That'd be who you'd pick. I, Norris I, winning Evan Boucher. Yeah, like if you like, so like that's that's my only thing. It's it's could he gonna, win a Norris with his we're gonna be all offense, no defensive. No, no. 
What do you mean? Eric Carlson did it last year. Uh, well, I don't think Boosh is ever going to put up like 105 points. Or well, he is not know. four points like, away uh, he's, from tying an Oilers he record. A, he is a most point points. He is a point machine, but he's a guy. Era. But he's a guy that you should only play like 18 to 20 minutes a night. Give him a lot of offensive like uh, zone starts and put him in a, a, a chance. But he also see. is their best puck distributor coming out of the zone. Yes, and I I, I agree. His passing is good, and and, and 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 once again, offensive thinking, but like easy to push off the puck and stuff like that. So like I like him, but I I my whole my whole my whole concern is that it's a ticking time bomb because we're gonna pay him way too much money. Oh yeah, big time, and that's my issue. Then we've got him and, and Nurse. Then we're in <laughs> and we're in cap hell again, right? So. But it's hard not to because his points are so good. So, like, it's a shame that we had to bridge him. We could have got him on a good kind of number for eight years. Oh, but you would have shit your pants if they signed him to an eight by seven. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I probably, I, I wouldn't say shit my pants. I'd probably be like, <laughs> shark oh. your pants. Uh, yes, probably yes. a shark. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I'd be like, you know what, though? I can live with that. It's you like would have the, been so. It's pissed. just yeah, funny to me because, no I, but I, but I can live with it. We've tried to make mountains into molehills for our defensive core since time began, and we actually have a guy now who's like shoveling points out. Yeah, yeah, but I love, I love that. We like, and it's, but he's got this liability element to him. I think is really kind of hilarious. But you know what? I'll give him props. So last night he won that foot race to get that puck. Yeah, you know that was you know that he actually was makes a lot of like sneaky good defensive plays. Like his stick is really good. So I like see, him. I'm from the school where you just can't pay defense enough money. <laughs> Look at Jones. I mean, he's done a wonderful job in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Remember, he showed up on that private jet when they signed him, and he got off looking rich. Been awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I'll ask this: Who should be paid more money, Evan Bouchard or Roman Yossi? Yeah, but that's just not comparable because one guy is going to end up signing his contract like six years after the other guy, right? Well, it's not six years. By the time Bouchard's up, next but, year. but Yossi's a legit number one. Yeah, Yossi is a legit number yeah. one. And what should he make? What should he make playing? You know, if he wasn't in a no tax state, like right? And if he if he didn't have that loyalty factor as well of wanting to be in Nashville for his career, like there's a ton of factors at play there. I know and that's when the next CBA, all that shit needs to be resolved somehow. The tax stuff. It's tough to do the tax, but they got to figure out the tax. Bush, to be and fair, then, Bush is still going to be an RFA when his deal expires too. Well, so. I, I know it's great, but it's you, you got to. I bet you Boosh ends up He'll coming get in. offer sheeted if you pay him too low. I bet you Boosh would come in at like, they'll give him like 9.5. <laughs> so that's a lot of fucking money. Uh, but the people who are like 11.6, it's like, shut up. What are you well, talking about? Like, I, I know, man. I know. What does the Yanmark extension look like? That's what I want to know. Look Ooh, when they brought Carlson to CC. When they got Carlson to Pittsburgh, it's gone great. It's gone great. He's worth every penny. That's a mess. Anyways. Still not big on Yamark. <laughs> I didn't think he had that good of a game, but he scored. So back to back games. That. Yeah, he is getting hot. One of my he, favorite parts of Mullet Arena was watching Matthias Yanmark score and everyone yelling at Tyler about it. It was pretty funny. That was good. Connor Brown almost scored yesterday, too. Sure he He's did. due. <laughs> Corey Perry, meanwhile, he just big goal and a scrap. That scrap was good. It was a good scrap. That was a good fight. He kind of jumped the guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was what? pissed. The guy but was fucking around with Connor. That's why he's been on the rat list for two decades. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, man. And then he scored that goal and his celebration of just like his face doesn't change. And he just like puts his arms out and is like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting next what to my. What a word. What? That's how you saw that? You didn't yeah. see like the emotion? Behind that, <laughs> you're slagging him for that. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not slagging him at all. I thought Whoa. it was sick. I thought it was hilarious. Like it, it was, it was like a stone stoic <laughs> fucking look, and he's like, eh. "Look, Evan like, oh. Bouchard is on pace <laughs> to make twice what the director of the Bank of Canada makes annually." Mm. Mm. And if you can't figure out the value of that, I can't even speak ice hockey to you. Well, I, I wasn't, I, sl- I wasn't slagging Perry. I just thought that was like a very Corey Perry kind of celebration where like his facial expression just remained the same. And he was like, put his arms. But you didn't see like the, like the strength in yeah. those eyes. Like he was looking through you a little bit of swagger in that. So it happened like right in front of me where, where yeah, me and my old man sit. Like I did in the face of his eyes. I don't think, I don't think I've seen my dad laugh that hard all year. It killed him. He couldn't get enough of it. So five points through nine games, three goals, two assists. First <laughs> thoughts on Corey Perry. He's got more points than Connor Brown. 
Is that bad? <laughs> uh, at least his- McLeod did, a, did Brown dirty. Like that was a bad that pass. That was a bad pass. No, yeah. And then he pass. was even pissed. Like McLeod was even pissed about it. But yeah. Magic I think Corey Perry's as advertised. He's fitting in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> were you at the game last night? No. So they do, you know, they have those player animations, right? Yeah. So they have one for Perry now too. They do a little scory Perry thing. No, that's the Evan and then Bouchard. They play, and then they play the Corey in the House theme song after. Evan Bouchard's awesome. animation is just him at the bank being like, whoa. <laughs> What's Corey? Corey what? Oh, that's a good generational thing. That would have been like a Disney Channel show that was popular when I was like eight years old. What show? Corey in the House. I, never, I, I couldn't afford the Disney Channel, so. Ah. And it would have been way past your time, obviously. But it is they played it. I don't know. I got a chuckle out of it. I yeah. thought that was you couldn't funny. afford the Disney Channel in 2012? When he was eight? Come on. <laughs> Pull it up when I was too old for it. Come on. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, it wasn't on YTV. I didn't see it. He was. He's 100% as You advertised. had a cable box in your room, sir. That was impressive. I remember going in your room and being like, damn, he's got an actual yeah, cable an box. Old TV. I needed a But you got a million box. channels. It was a converter. To you had Super no, Channel. It had third, Channel 13, and then I had to get the converter to unlock Don't the you posh spice us and mention that your dad's rolled was a thing? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I found a free TV that had the dial to 13, which was like, that was the max channels back in the day. And you. And then you could buy this converter to unlock the north of 13 channels. Huh. You had that in your room. Other than my room. Super channel in your room meant you're a boss. Sorry. That's the. We did have the super channel. Package. I always felt that about the kids who had their own phone line in the room. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that was so cool as a kid too. I thought it was amazing. We had that where no flex. And in the phone book, it said kids phone underneath our parents' name. Just to don't even bother the adults. Just dial down below. So that's we'd like answer. A, ah, that seems a like an invitation. Going on. People are screaming. Ah, children. <laughs> that seems like an invitation for predators. To well, you know what? In those days, if you were a <laughs> EDO, you just look for those. And the idea fun. of phone books also very weird. They still Wealthy. drop them off in my house every once a year. And I'm just no, like, really? Yeah. Oh, I get a phone book once that. a year. I, speaking of technology slapping you in the face, I can remember hearing about Alta Vista hmm. and them like being like, there's, there's no need for yellow pages anymore. And I remember like looking at the yellow pages that you'd get in those days and being like, all this money isn't going to stop spending on the yellow pages. Are you crazy search engines? How fast was it? The fact that you still get a yellow pages, I don't think one they're, shown they're thin. They're not very big though anymore. They're it's very, like very mainly thin. businesses, cremation be, services. Yeah. The only people, because that's the only people, people that will flip through it. Foot foot and yeah. Well, no, fair enough. Anyways, uh, we have a party coming up this Saturday at Greta. If you're listening to this, you're in the Edmonton area. Come on down. It's a BOA. You get a prepaid shot when Edmonton scores their first goal. You got to buy your tickets at nationgear.ca, but you get a swag bag at the door. We're going to be giving away a ton of prizes as well. It's an eight o'clock puck drop on a Saturday night. So, you know, everyone's going to be, we'll say, properly lubricated as well. It's going to be a good time out of Greta on Saturday night. Raise some money. All the proceeds go to support free play for kids as well. So when you buy that ticket, not only do you get kind of all the stuff I laid out, but the proceeds all go to a great cause as well. You going to be there, BM? Yeah, of course. And we also have some of our out-of-town friends, I think, will swing by. I'm actually coming here on Saturday afternoon. We're going to court a better late than ever with Dukes. And then we're going to make our way down to Greta together. Nice. I like that. Waz is at uh, Greta with Dukes last night. Yeah. Waz is hung up with Dukes back-to-back tonight. I'm going out for dinner with him tonight. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. where are you going? I don't know yet. Dukes went for Oodle Noodle yesterday. Ah, uh, gentlemen. Take a note back. He'll be blown away. <laughs> uh, Bloomin' um, Onion? Yeah. Who doesn't have a, who has a good time with Bloomin' Onion? Buy him a Foster's. Give him a Foster's. Him a Foster's. Oh, mate. Duke's from Australia. Uh, Jack is one of the gentlemen from England. There's a lot of foreign fans in yeah. town. Jack McCarthy. There's another one from England. Ross there's, Jericho? Is that yeah, there you go. Russ Jericho. Yeah. And then there's uh, the gentleman from Illinois as well. Russ Brandon. has got that Oilers, like, blades not shade sunglasses that he wears. Sick. Are either of those Donkey Volley? No. Okay. No, Donkey Volley couldn't make it over. Gotcha. He was getting a good badgering from Dukes after uh, taking a selfie outside of Roger's place in our group chat on Instagram. Sure. Group chat on Instagram. Oh yeah. The three of us have a group chat on Instagram. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty connected. cool to see people making Edmonton like a spot to go to just because they love the Oilers so much. Well, it should be. I know it's the best. Edmonton's a shit. City of champions. Oh yeah, I know. It's like a, you take like a lot of pride when people are like, oh, I'm coming all the way to Edmonton to watch the Oilers. It's like fucking rights you are. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not from Edmonton, I dare you to come here. And if you are from Edmonton, I'd ask you to leave, 
for an extended period of time and then return to see how great the city is. Interesting. Yeah. You know, the one thing I do find about Edmonton is when you do travel, you realize how good you have it here. Well, there's no self-driving cars yet. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm also okay driving my, you know what messes with my Toronto. high self-esteem of being an Edmontonian though. Did you see Theo Vaughn talking about coming here? Oh yeah. Uh, I've heard some of it. It's hilarious. Like I like Theo Vaughn. He's a comedian. So he's trying to yep. say things, but the two things he said about Edmonton, they're so funny. He's like, so I get to Edmonton and I'm like, where are all the people? I see the houses. I see the buildings, but I don't see any people. And it's like quasi hilariously true. Yeah. And then it's a bit about sirens. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> they just drive around their sirens on being like, we're on our way to an embezzlement. We're, this is a big city. It's all just, yeah, we're just pretending to be a big city. So we always just have drive around there. their sirens. Yeah. on. It's kind of true. <laughs> an embezzlement. I walked here today and I didn't see a single human being the entire time I walked. We here. are. Well, this is the thing we need to break. We're a little weird in the winter. What well, minus ninety? I, well, I yeah, minus. Today's a great day. Beautiful, Beautiful day. day. Walk to work. Like you go Lovely. other places and people are just walking around. You go to Europe and cold countries and they're just walking around. Where should we go though? Go, Mogadishu. Go for a coffee. Hmm. Go get some groceries. Maybe have a bite to eat. Go. I don't know. Go. I haven't got groceries for myself in a long time. Yeah, go walk to the grocery store, man. No thanks. <laughs> I'd rather somebody else pick up my groceries for me. I'll save that time. Fair enough. Except produce. Cabinet. Yes. It's online groceries. The produce game is. I got to get my own produce. Whack. They're hitting you with the whack shit. But yeah. everything else you can grab for me. I'll go get my own produce. Yeah. It's later. all the expired stuff. Yep. It's a game Allegedly. within the game. All right. Well, I know we have a hard out. At Jay would know. He was the produce guy. But I, I wasn't around for online produce. But when you receive a poor item of produce. I imagine it upsets imagine showing Terralosa J like, okay, here's Uber. Here's how people are ordering their groceries. Here's what a cell phone oh, looks yeah. like in the future. Here's a self-driving car theoretically coming to pick up your shit. Yep. You would be blown away by the future. Hell yeah. Do you still need a converter box in the future? Let me show you what a flat screen looks like. My friend flat screen. Final 60 seconds of the pod. We angry that Vegas is up to their old shenanigans again. Oh, well, Mark Stone's out again. Yeah. So Frank says, uh, sounds like Vegas. Mark Stone is dealing with a lacerated spleen. Yeah, Doesn't sure sound is. enjoyable. Timeline is tough to pin down with an injury of that nature, but it's obviously a significant one. Well, let me have a look at that spleen. Or recommending the cap with a fake injury. So I mean, if get it, does it get it removed or it's just cut. I don't know. A lacerated spleen. Laceration I, means cut. But I like that it's an injury that could definitely just be, you know, how, how are you feeling, Mark? Oh, not great. Maybe need another six days. When's the first playoff game? Five uh, days? But I think like, well, I think you have to like go and like diagnose. Yeah, you're right. I know. It's not like, oh, my spleen, spleen hurts. I can't play. <laughs> Mark, we're going to need you to lacerate your own spleen. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's. it's Boy, just, are we but, in cap hell. And, and if it's ah! legit, it's just annoying that it's happening. Like, imagine we had Jack. Campbell on LTIR right now. He's in Edmonton. He's trying to go on LTIR. I don't know, but like, imagine if just like five million of cap space just opened up, fell out of the sky. Like, oh my god, that'd be amazing. Are you suggesting a hit on Jack Campbell? You want a Nancy Kerrigan? I I don't want to lose anyone on the roster right now. Like, who can afford to lose? He's got significant cap hit. Evan Bouchard sucks. No, but he's well, he's only three point nine. But we need him. No, yeah, can. Yeah, I was Can't hoping that happened last right? year. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't. Like, you can bury him. <laughs> yeah, you can bury him. You can just send him. Yeah, fire him in the sun. Maybe, maybe Nuge. Like I love Nuge, but like he's already sick. Good lord, like, they needed him last night. I maybe he can be sick for three months or two months. I saw a photo that our dear friend the show Johnny Winwick posted of the Nuge and Derek Ryan. I think doing an event. The Nuge looks amazing. It was great. He's got that slick hair now. He doesn't look yeah. like a baby anymore. He's, He's got two, three hundred million dollars in his bank account. The Nuge is looking fantastic. Model Nuge. He yeah. is, man. Yeah, dapper. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like that dad when he Nuge. first got in the league. Yeah, dad Nuge. Girl dad. Just goes to show you that. Yep, your fashion game. Can you tell? All you need is sixty or seventy million bucks, and you too could be good looking. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is most of the battle. You Not know, even half the battle. It's most of the battle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
All right. That's a wrap on today's episode of the uh, pod. We'll be back on Monday and we hope to see you Saturday at Greta. Get your tickets. Hey, get your tickets at nationgear.ca. We'll see you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.